There we go. Hello, everybody. Listening to the OIMOP replay. I hope my microphone is working. I, I usually check those things before I hit record, but not today. All right. So, uh, quick update for everybody. If you haven't been paying attention to anything I put out, which I salute you for, over the, the holidays, there are lots of new things available to you. I don't want to like hit you and list them all off just because it overwhelms people. But just needless to know, like whenever you're looking to find out anything on podcasting or blogging, you could go to Google and start searching, or you could just go to Online Impact at this point because there's there's a lot of stuff in there. Lots of cool new podcasting things, lots of stuff added to Pete's private vault, content upgrades and freebies and tools and resources I've kind of created and quite frankly stolen or borrowed from other people. Uh, lots of stuff in there. I'm not going to list any of it off because it is overwhelming, but just know that. Next bit of agenda item is that literally, I don't know if it's going to be this week, probably next week, I'm, I'm finally getting to all my Elementor stuff and I'm going to be releasing a lot more templates, sales pages, landing pages, literally Elementor themes. Like I'm going to redo my entire blog theme uh, and release that and like one or two others. So if you're listening to this, like at the time of this recording, early, early January, if you have any designs you want, quote unquote, stolen, borrowed, right? Blogs you like, big websites that you like the look of or whatever, just shoot it to me. Shoot me the URL. I already have a full list of like seven or eight blogs to uh, borrow some design themes from. I'm not going to like just copy verbatim, but it's going to be pretty close. Anyways, if you have anything, just let me know. All right. Let's talk about SEO for a minute. I think it was actually Sam who sent me this on Slack. Was it you? Somebody sent me this. Yeah, it was. Okay, good. I'm not just making that up. So uh, I'm going to see if I can go find it, actually. I'm going to read off your question. Yeah, okay. You say, this is this is quoting Sam, you say we should uh, screw 10% better content and instead write 10 times better content, 10x better content. But then in a lot of my own content, lightning writing, one-hour blog posts and stuff like that, uh, you say we should check the top couple of sites in SERP, search engine results, and get inspiration from their subheaders, H2 tags, H3 tags, and just get inspiration from their content. That seems a lot like how you'd write a 10% better post. Okay, first of all, it's a great question. And it does seem to contradict itself, but it's not. Now, I want to explain why. Let's talk about research and outlining. So I talked with Brendan Hufford for the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I Oh, this, this one hasn't dropped yet, but I talked to... Um, Jim Harmer from Income School a couple of weeks ago as well. And the bulk of that chat I had with him, I was trying to dig into like, what do we need to know for SEO right now? 2021 and beyond, like what, what's working, what's not working, what's changed, like all this other stuff. And the first word out of his mouth was research. And I, I've said this before in a line of I said this last month too. Um, I think research and just making sure that you have all of your bases covered for any given post or any given topic is probably more vital than ever. And so when I, and there's not just me, when everybody talks about, oh, just go look at the top 10 results in Google for your keyword, open up the top 10 posts, like read through each or skim through each or find the H2 tags in each or all that stuff. I think that's mandatory for every piece of content now. And the reason it's mandatory is because you'd probably need to have all your bases covered. Or there's another benefit there. You might find a base that's not covered 
As in, if you go look through the how to, this is a terrible example. If you go look through the how to start a blog post right now in Google, right now, January 6th, 2021, every single one of those posts, I guarantee you will have 2021 in them. They're not updated for 2021. What they did is they went back through and they changed the dates. And that is, a, again, it's a kind of a bad example. But in analyzing the top search results, you're making sure you have all your bases covered and you're also discovering opportunities, stuff that needs updating. Like, let's say I go read some of those posts and they're still talking about board booster in Pinterest. Uh, that's been like three years now. It's a terrible example again. But if I were writing about Pinterest marketing and I went through and all these posts were talking about board booster, that's a clear like, I need to include a section on my post to say, don't use board booster because they went kaput. Like that's done. These posts need updating. And maybe I got that information from analyzing SERP. Um, the second big point about doing this, actually there's three points. The second point is really quick. I do this for all my YouTube videos too. I don't think this is just an SEO thing. I think if you're writing for anything, really, even if you're creating landing pages or a sales page for a new freebie or a product or whatnot, it's always worth Googling, looking around and finding other similar products. Just go see what they're talking about. A really good example, I don't mind sharing, is that for a podcasting funnel, which I'm working on at the moment, selling PodCourse and other products like this, I went and followed someone that shall remain nameless, but that has lots of similar products, shall we say, and I screenshotted everything. I'm not going to directly steal but I'm getting inspiration for bonuses and lead magnets to lead into PodCourse. And I'm like, oh, that was a good bit of copywriting right there. Just mental note, need to, need to borrow that. I just do research for every product, every lead magnet, every freebie, every blog post, every YouTube video, just to make sure my bases are covered and to get new inspiration, to get new opportunities, to get new ideas. That's all. Um, all, that, all that was point number one and two. And the last point is, I actually it saves time. Like, you could do this or you could come back later if you find out that the post needs updating and you miss something or you want to add something or whatnot. As part of my, like, the whole like, lightning writing or, or one hour blog post stuff that I've created is like, outlining is a time saver. Like, aside from making sure all your bases are covered, I, and just not everybody, but for me, it saves time. Like, go through the top couple of posts in Google. I used to do it very directly, by the way. I used to grab all their headers, copy and paste it into a Google spreadsheet. And I would literally put like a little X by the ones whenever I saw it mentioned. Uh, for example, I open a 10 post. I see, I don't know, 100 subheaders. I would mark down the re repeats. And the ones with the most repeats, I, would, I was like, I definitely need to have this topic in my post, if I haven't already. Um, for me, that just saves time. Like the actual content creation, I don't wanna go do any research after I've done my research. Like I wanna outline, I wanna look at that stuff. I wanna make sure my bases are covered. I wanna get new ideas. And then I don't wanna touch it again. I wanna be in creation mode. It's almost like batching in that respect. So I think it's about research and I think it's about outlining. And I also think it should be done in every piece of content that we all produce just to make sure we have everything covered and to get new ideas. There we go. Sam, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know you're at work. Uh, did that answer your question or present any new questions? Um, no, I, I think you made a really good 
case for why you should um, look at the SERP and go get those. And I wasn't saying that you shouldn't do that. I was just saying like going 10 times better, like seeing what everybody else is doing and improving on their post and doing research for a post. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I think that gets you, but that's more like 10% better. Mm. Like I was just like, yeah, okay, yeah, Pete, in some of your courses, you're like, you should like screw 10% better, write 10 times better. And like writing 10 times better, I don't know if, if like basing it off the same H2s that everyone else is doing. Well, I mean, it is, and it, I don't, I think you do need to get, like make sure you cover the like headings that the pages you want. Like if you want to rank for something, yeah, I think you're right. You need to to do those. But like, is that, you know, going 10 times better in my mind is like, okay, we're going to completely reimagine how yeah. like the internet works or something. I don't know. I, I think like, I mean, I think, yeah, if it doesn't work, then you kind of fall flat and that causes problems. But like, Hey Pete, like I love your courses, but are we doing 10 times better? Or are we doing like getting the H2s from somebody else and like writing our own post based off of those H2s and getting 10% better. So that's, that was kind of more of my question, but I agree with what you said. I don't disagree. I liked it. It's just, it wasn't really what I was asking, but that's okay. Oh, well, you bring up a good point because I didn't actually address that, to be fair. Um, Okay. What I'm about to say is just my opinion. I'm not right. And I'm not wrong. This is just my opinion. In my opinion, it's impossible to do 10x better content if you don't do this. It's impossible. That's just, again, that's just my opinion. Uh, I do think what you just said is like a missing piece, though that I didn't mention before, and that is either before you write a piece of content, before you create a piece of content, before you do research or outlining, whatever, or after you do all that, I don't think it matters, really. You probably need to like step back, be objective, and think on first principles. For anybody listening to this later who doesn't know what first principles are, it's pretty much like if I were to create the best piece of content on Pinterest marketing, uh, what would that piece of content look like, right? Like if I were to create a car from scratch based on first principles, what would that car look like? Electric, so it saves gas. Stylish, so people actually want to buy it. Fast, because the car should be fast. Oh, look, that's Tesla. That's Elon Musk. That's why we recognize famous entrepreneurs because they think on first principles a lot. And I think our content, in order to be 10x better, has to have a little bit of that. Um, For me, by the way, I'd like to do this, I think, after, not like right before hitting publish or something like that. But after I, I've done research or I've outlined or something, I think that's what you're saying. I think, I think you answered kind of your own question is that it needs a little bit of what does this piece of content need to be and what should it be? Sometimes that might be really easy. Sometimes it might be of a like uh, iPhone 12 mini review. That's 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 pretty self-explanatory. You need to like do the best thorough review, analyze every feature, make it easy to comprehend, etc. Um, I don't think it needs to be much more than that. But I can think of other topics and keywords that would be more difficult like that. I think you answered yourself. I think you I think you did a good job. I don't know if that made sense or not. I'm just rambling at this point. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. I yeah. didn't think there's a right or wrong answer. So I appreciate that you brought it up on the call. Yeah. That's a good question. I'll tell you one more thing. Uh, I hate 
doing 10x content. And the reason I hate it is because I tend to be the type of person, maybe some of you are like this, who I'm fired up about a topic or a project or something. And I'm like, this is awesome. And I take it 85% of the way home. And then I'm like, I'm kind of tired of this. <laughs> I'm tired of working on this video. I'm tired of working on this blog post. I'm like, I kind of just want to go do other things because I did the fun part already. For me, that's creation. Like I like thinking through, I like outlining and researching. I like the initial draft of the content, but I stop at like 85%. And I truly believe this. And I think everybody will. In order to make a piece of content, no matter what it looks like, really good, really stellar, 10x, the best piece of content in Google, period. I think that last 15, 10 to 15% has to be done. Extra polishing, extra editing, extra formatting, extra GIFs, extra images. Like to make it really special, like really shine that last 10%, it needs to be there. And for me personally, that's the hardest part. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> One good example are somebody commented on my, my YouTube video a day or two ago. Um, I like to put little progress bars at the bottom of some of my videos where people can see like the topics that I'm going to cover. That is a pain in the butt to do. Maybe not for everybody, but for me, it's a pain in the butt to do. It takes me forever. And I only reserve it for the, the 10X content. Like I, I really try and push myself to go the extra mile in order to do that, which I think helps. I have no data to support that, but I think it helps. Hey, Bri. Hey, Priscilla. Hey, Jamie. What's up, people? All right. Uh, before I hit stop recording, would anybody else like to weigh in? Anybody have any tips on getting 10x content as opposed to 10% content? I still stand by my opinion, by the way, everybody, uh, is that I think the the research and the outlining and the the thinking through the topics and subtopics, I think that's mandatory for 10% content or 10x content for any content. Um, now more than ever before. There you go. All right, anybody got anything? I I can jump in. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like what are the pieces that I've written that I felt like were 10x content that have like gotten like been ranked in Google and gotten the most search results. And I think it's usually when I'm like writing something from a unique perspective or I'm like adding something new to the conversation hmm. um, or that it's something that people have like kind of talked about, but nobody has like written an expose on it yet or nobody like reputable. I but like there that. might not be that many topics like that. Hmm. Uh, do you think that also kind of comes back to what Sam was saying earlier about uh, zooming out, being objective, thinking on first principles, like really trying mm -hmm. to take any topic, keyword, or, or whatever it is, learn about it, make sure you know your stuff. I would argue do research and all that stuff and then zoom out and be like, okay, did I miss anything? What's new here? What can I add to this? What mm -hmm. needs to be here that's not already? I think yeah. I just answered the question, but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like what is, what new perspective can I add to this? It's different than what everyone else is saying. You know what's interesting? I just got this idea. 
I've never thought of this before. What if we all, for our blogging efforts, what if we all made an effort like once a month, I'll say once a week, once a month, to go through and update every single blog post, just one paragraph at the top that's like really timely and relevant? What if we... What if I went back to all my old blog posts and I added a paragraph towards the top that was like updated for January 7th, January 6th, 2021, and then a sentence or two. Like, I wonder if that would make a difference in the long run for anybody who comes to the site. Pete, I got a comment that kind of uh, dovetails into what Jessica was saying. So I, I like Jessica, I write something really unique or I come back and cover kind of a how-to on perspectives. But over the last three days, I'm revamping two websites I have. So I've been looking at the internet and articles like a reader. I'm not, I'm not looking at it like a writer, I'm looking at it like a reader. And yeah, I get the 10X content, I, I pray for 10X content. But man, one of the things that meant the most to me and attracted me and immediately click off the 98% clickbait I saw out there was that first hook, the, the, the very first two headings and just the first couple of sentences that delivered the goods right out the gate. I stuck on it. I read it. Same thing with YouTube as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that the quality of the content, it could be buried in there somewhere, but if I have to get a shovel and go digging for it, I'm out and I'm really out. So you take what, you know, you know, we're all saying here and that's get good content, organize it, index it well so people can see it right away, but then also hook them right in the front. And like what you said, Pete, just put something in there. It says, "Hey, this has been updated, and this is the this is the good I'm going to deliver to you on this update." In one sentence, I saw some of that stuff, and I really got helped out by three blog posts that all three did that, and all the rest of it irritated me. So, so I haven't looked at it as a reader for a while, you know. Yeah, you already answered maybe one or two bullet points of this question I'm about to ask you, but let me ask it anyways. Uh, in your opinion, just everybody's different for real, but what makes a good like intro or a hook? You called it a hook. Like what, what were the good ones as opposed to the bad ones? Like what were the, the couple of sites that you were like, oh, wow, that was really well done. Like I ended up reading that entire blog post or whatever. I think you already answered some of that, but any other things come to mind? Well, I'll just finish because it's fresh in mind and everybody else, I'll, you know, I'll get off. Um, the first thing is, is that they didn't go on telling about all the things that are bad. They didn't get into a narrative. They got right to this topic is important. These are the three or four things that you need to do. Um, and, and, you know, we're going to cover this and it's simple, blah, blah, blah. And that was it. And that, that one or two sentences gave me an idea of what was in the rest of the article. So I didn't have to scroll down two and a half pages to find it. And it also gave me the urgency to do it. And I wasn't going and the narrative that the person wrote was going to be direct and helpful to useful information and not a bunch of editorial and their feelings and stuff like that. Sorry to say that, but no. it made it very clear. This is the kind of thing I want to read. This is, I just found out what was going to be in here. A quick overview. This is worth my time. So that's it. Yeah. I, uh, by the way, I'm still recording. I know we're like slightly off topic, but I think this is valuable, so I'm just gonna keep recording. 
Um, God, I don't care what anybody says. There is a difference between writing for human beings that are like in your audience, like your avatar directly already on your email list. Like these people, your true fans follow everything that you do, whatever. There's a difference between writing for those people and writing for Google searchers, like search intent people who, whether they found you yet or not, probably not cold traffic, finding you in Google and clicking on an article. There's a different type of writing. Some people like this. I don't know. I feel like there's divided opinion there. So people are like, no, 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 write for humans and Google will take care of itself. I mean, yeah, but what, what humans, right? Like I could, uh, I could write a piece of content that was like story driven and just like brilliant copywriting in the first sections. And it, it takes a long time to get to my point, but it's like, it's, you know, really it's story driven. It's narrative. It's emotion. It's feeling. I have one of those posts and it's the best, it's the top performing post I've ever put out. But it's not, there's no Google traffic to it whatsoever. It, it wasn't targeting keywords. It wasn't targeting search, nothing, like 0% of that. And the posts that I get the most search traffic to are the complete opposite. They are short intros, extremely snappy. The first subheader is always like, what is keyword, keyword, keyword? Like those are the ones that rank in Google for me personally, at least. Um, and one last note, and then I'll shut up and let somebody else talk. But, oh, my God, recipe sites, right? We all experience this, right? Who's Googled a recipe in the last year? And you land on it, and there's, like, high-def 4K resolution photos of this avocado and, like, a different angle of the avocado. And then their grandmother's life story about how they grew avocados. And then there's a recipe buried in there somewhere. At this point... I have found like my two or three recipe sites that are the opposite of that. The ones that have like the, maybe it's like a WordPress plugin where they have the recipe like right there in the sidebar or, or something where it's immediately viewable. And I will go out of my way to find those sites in search results. Like I'll be scrolling to page like three of Google, four of Google, like looking for my brands now that I know they get to the point. There's no narrative. It's just like the information I'm searching for. I do the same thing in digital marketing, but recipes was an easier example because I think we all have felt that before. Yeah, okay, that was good. Good topic, Brooke. Good topic. Anything else before I stop recording? Just, I, I just want to jump back in at the end, sorry, because it was my question originally and it was about this like 10% con, 10% better versus like 10 times better. And I think after listening to like Jessica and Bruce and, and you talk Pete, I actually think that like in my mind, what you described should just get you 10% better content. Cause like everybody should be like doing all these things already. But then I was thinking about like when I do keyword research and I look at the top 10 pages, I'm like, oh, well, what did they even do on this page? Like I could beat that, I can beat that. Like I can beat that. So actually like doing like just like really simple stuff and writing like a halfway decent thing is actually like 10 times better for a lot of different keywords than like what's already out there. Sure. So like, it's the method that seems like it's, Oh yeah. To do just kind of copy everybody else's like tags, change them around, write your own stuff, make it a little bit better. But actually for like so many keywords, like that would be a 10 X improvement for what comes up on the top of Google. Yeah. And like Google recognizes that when you write that kind of stuff and, and you, 
you end up getting those spots. So maybe that's not like 10% versus 10x, like doing what should be 10% better is actually 10 times better for, for a lot of things. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, you know what would be helpful? We should talk about some examples. I'll go first. If anybody has like examples of like truly 10x better. I say 10x, like that's just a number. What I really mean is like extraordinary, out of the ordinary. I'll go first because I already have like one or two in mind. The first one was from Click Minded. Yeah, Click Minded blog. They published it like five years ago. And again, I'm staying in the marketing space, but it was something like SEO marketing or something like that, like a really big, broad keyword. And the entire thing was a different design from their normal blog. Their entire website, it's a different design. And it was, I don't know if anybody's seen this. It was like a 1980s pixel arcade game. Has anybody, has anybody seen this? Okay. You scroll down the page and it's like, it's a dark background. It's like neon green and everything is pixelated. It looks exactly like an arcade game. There's lots of space. It's interactive. Like you can literally learn about whatever the topic was, like SEO marketing or something by walking through a game post. It's the weirdest thing, but unlike anything anybody had ever seen. And part of the reason why it dominated search, and that's the reason you probably know what ClickMinded is now, is because everybody linked back to it. They're like, what on earth? This person literally created an arcade game for SEO marketing backlink. Like at the time that was like, what? Who spent this much time and effort creating this piece of content? Uh, one more example would be Adam from Minify. I, I think it's a little bit normalized now, but back when he made his independent guide to early retirement or, or something like that, at the time he published it, it blew everything else out of the water. It was literally interactive. At the time, nobody else was doing this. Um, you enter in like your goals, your financials, your debt and like other stuff like that. And the entire blog post updated to suit your numbers. Now a, a bunch of the bigger sites do that. But at the time that was like, oh my God, like what is this? And so of course, this is what, by the way, his blog was like two months old. He got featured on Rockstar Finance back when that was actually cool and a good thing to get featured on. Now it's like, whatever. Um, and Jay Money from Budgets Are Sexy like featured it and he talked about it and it got like, uh, I forgot what he said, his traffic went from like less than a hundred a month to like 20,000 in a weekend. And of course, since then it grew and grew and grew. That was a 10 X piece of content. Um, trying to think if I have any more examples. You know, it's sad when you're trying to think of examples from your own blog for 10 X content. And you're like, do I have anything like that? I don't think so. Oh, oh I, I got one for my own stuff on accident. My claim to fame when I was a personal finance blogger for a hot minute was I ranked number one in Google for passive income. After I stopped blogging, like I wrote the post, I stopped blogging like two or three months later, and that's when it shot to number one. And looking back on it, you, could, you couldn't do this now. But at the time, it was truly like 15,000 words, back when blog posts weren't 15,000 words. And... I spent like weeks on that post. It was literally like 83 passive income ideas. And I gave resources. I rated each and every one. I gave examples. I did like screenshots and images. And it literally took me weeks. I wasn't even trying to rank. I just thought it was a cool piece of content. Um, that was 10X. And then I, you know, 
quit the blog before it actually started ranking and driving traffic, but neither here nor there. Anybody else have any examples like that? I have one no. post that is probably like 10x, but it's probably like what um, Sam was saying about everything else that was ranking was just not even like the closest other post was like, like, I don't know, 900 words. It barely, it didn't do any keyword. It just probably was ranking out of chance because they happened to write about the topic, but they, it was obvious they weren't even trying to do SEO on it at all. So yeah. mine shot to the top right away, but I don't think it was 10x. I mean, it was 10x, but not because I made it so epically different than yeah. anything else, but yeah. it was a lucky keyword find, I guess. Yeah. Well, the good news is I don't think we have to go custom code arcade game blog post in order to rank in Google. I think those are inspirational and examples to be drawn upon. But I think the answer is just making sure that the content is answering search intent the best you can make it, period. Like, that's it. That's the bottom line. There's no other SEO advice anybody can ever give you right now that is more powerful than that. Of course, it's very broad. Like, no one can tell you how to do that. You got to figure it out. That's the hard part. But that's it. Like, answering search intent 110%. How do we do that? I mean, that's the hard part, like I said. But I think that's, I think that's 10% and 10x. I think the 10x part is more, how's it different, maybe? It's not just better. You're not just covering all your bases, making sure you have all the right subtopics and you know stolen from H2s from other sites, but also like, how's it different? How's it that much better? How's it that different? It's a good question, Sam. It's a good topic. Yeah. I feel like that's a really popular question too. Like, how do we make better content that gets backlinks? Like, what is, what is that? You can give me examples all day long, but like, what does that mean literally for this next post that I have on my to-do list to write? Like, what do I need to do this week in order to make this post? Like, it's going to rank. Yeah, good question. I right, have me... two, oh, say I have two examples that I'm thinking of. One is a review post that I wrote. So I wrote, and I, I like looked at... I don't remember whose, but I was like, this person writes the best reviews. So I'm just going to structure the post in the exact same way that this person does. Um, I can't, I can't, Larry something. I don't know. Um, he, but he has like an SEO course that my husband has done. Um, and then like, and basically like half of my blog's traffic goes to that post. And we've like, have an affiliate link on there that we've made like $12,000 on in the past year. What? It's incredible. Um, from, and it was just like, let's see what's out there. And there just like, wasn't a lot um, out there reviewing that product. Um, so that's one interesting thing was like, really like getting all of those, the structure of the post, right. And the comparisons and stuff like that. And looking at example posts that were like really good at reviewing, you know, sort of multiple different similar products. Um, so that was one. And then 
the um the other one which is probably like the other half <laughs> is the like coast by calculator post so when people are like how do i calculate my phi number or how do i calculate my coast phi number um and i think that one was just nobody had written about that well yet too um like with really ex like examples or resources or tools um yeah i don't know no the cool this is off topic sorry but you reminded me of this the cool thing about blogging is that you can get a piece of content out as soon as humanly possible and then you can come back and make it better later as in no one's written about this topic yet let me get something out this week like, this needs to be my next post. I'm pushing this up in my queue. This is the next piece of content I'm going to do because it's timely. It's relevant. I just realized there's a big opportunity because no one else is covering this as well. Just get it out there. And then we all get to decide, like, when do we publish versus when do we come back and make it better later? Like, update it. We have that option. Podcasts and YouTubers don't have that option, by the way. <laughs> I mean, you can make more videos. But you can't update like a video that you already published, really. Let's go cool think about blogging. Sorry, that was sort of off topic. All right, I'm going to stop recording or hang on on the call. <laughs> really don't go this long for the, the kickoff topic, but it's SEO related. All right, thanks for listening, everybody, on the replay, and I'll see you in Slack.